Hi, my name is PK from Almost Inevitable Design, and this is a $2.4 million podcast where we talk about web design, web development, and WordPress. Just a heads up, I might be using a bit of profanity at times, quite a bit of profanity at times, uh, all the time, which is why I checked on the explicit tag. All right, we are into episode one, zero double one, <laughs> zero double one, or episode 11 as what? normal people would say. Cool. So this episode is titled Get It Together. Uh, Get It Together is a song from Wayne Static's album, his album called Pig Hammer. (laughs) I'm I'm not kidding. It's called uh, Pig Hammer. Came out in 2011 and it is his uh, first and only solo album after his years as the vocalist and guitarist for Static X. Static X is a really cool uh, band. I really like Static X, but um, yeah, he, he did his solo album and uh, he passed away in 2014. So he doesn't have any other albums after that. So this album was actually about how he's trying to inspire with, with the title Pig Hammer. He's trying to inspire people because um, he he quit drugs and stuff, and now that he's clean, he just wanted to sing about it. And you won't be able to tell that's what it is, but <laughs> in his own way, I guess that's what he's trying to do. But he did die of um, oxycodone and oxycodone and alcohol overdose or something. I don't know. It's really sad. That's not the point, though. Uh, this song is pretty good. His album Pig Hammer is really good, and most of Static X. All of Static X's albums are good, so that's good. All right, so anyways, Get It Together is a really good title for this episode because um, this episode is actually step 3.5. I was thinking about what to do for this because remember how I go through the nine-step process of uh, web development and or web design, whatever it is, whatever, however you want to call it, I guess. Um, But... You know how we do that and then we finished getting the deposit and now we need to go into step four which is getting the proof uh but this 3.5 because i i uh, go back and forth between you know an off a different kind of topic and then this uh stay on top of this web design process so in this case um i was talking to uh, a good friend kate uh, Britain and I actually asked how she pronounced her last name and she said it was Britain. So anyways, Kate I was talking to Kate about uh, what to do for this episode and um, She she said well because it's in between uh, The deposit and the proof. How about if we talk about getting content from the client? And I thought that was that is a wonderful idea because it is a wonderful idea, right? So let's talk about getting content from the client. All right, just just before we get into it, one more time, the nine step process that I keep mentioning, which is what professional uh, agencies use, uh, not not use, I guess, it's the process that they all in some way or form uh, adhere to because it works and it keeps the agencies and the designers safe from any other problems that happen during this whole process. Um, I've, yeah, so from starting from step one, it is uh, getting the brief, 
Step two is providing the quote. Step three is um, getting the deposit. Step four is providing the proof. Step five is getting the approval. Step six is providing the build. Step seven is getting the approval. Step eight I means step seven is getting the approval for the build, right? And step eight is getting the balance. And step nine is uh, providing the migration. The reason why I keep saying this is because it's easy to forget where we are in this whole scheme of things. And um, a lot of people, I keep saying this because a lot of people seem to keep forgetting how amateurish some other processes are. And we can talk about this all the, for a lot. We can keep going over this, but um, there are, I've seen a lot of people who are very proud of their amateur ways and it's it's not a it's not uh, it's, it's not this it's not this thing of if it works for you bro and it's not it's not like that it's actually yeah that's cute because you know like all all the companies pretty much stick to this kind of uh, protocol and there's a reason for that because it's it, it keeps both sides safe and both sides are covered properly and you know so anyways in this case, uh, getting the content from the client. Now, this is on more of a slightly, you know, not uh, pentagram level uh, agency, but you know, just regular mid-sized stuff. But we do need to get the content from the client, right? So let's think about that. This is this is like the major bottleneck. This is where all the shit just gets clogged up, and you're just gonna just it's just gonna go to hell from here. And it's just so bad. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over some do's and don'ts, and we can keep and we can sort of expand on some fucking dickhead client stories from there. <laughs> of course, you know, I, I, I think I think I'm at a point in this podcast where I've gotten some feedback, and um, I don't know if it's a, I don't know, like some people actually want to want to hear me just just go off on dickhead clients i think it's a cathartic thing because they have they've had dickhead clients and you know i don't know could be something like that or they just i don't know um like i said last episode i i would like to be a little bit more creative but then some creative curse words um can be uh offensive <laughs> as if asshole and dickhead are not but uh you know uh anyways i'm just gonna stick with a regular very um uh generic curse words and not like specific really bad i don't know so all right so here are some things that i think you could do when you're getting content from the client you could give them a questionnaire uh, asking for oh yeah by the way so let's get let's get into what what content is I guess before we get into that um, content would be pretty much after because you've already provided the uh, what is it sitemap you've already provided the sitemap you've already provided uh, you both know exactly what kind of functionality you're gonna have and all that so that's not that's not the problem now what you do need right now is uh, the content that is going to fill up the proof right so that means text and images pretty much text and images uh, which means you're gonna have to have a lot of copywriting and you might you might need some good photography and a lot of times clients 
gets really they get really lost when when you talk about this and they're like now what the fuck do i do right so of course some clients and i've i've seen some clients who are like on top of all that shit or you know so let's let's just talk about that kind of stuff right now a good way to start this off is to give them either a questionnaire or a checklist questionnaires work well if they don't have content if they if they don't have anything written out and if they do have a lot of stuff that they already have like written out or images uh, like pictures that have been that that have been already been that have already been taken wow fuck all right that's right present perfect have been taken there we go that's right cool no that's not yeah have been taken yeah present perfect passive tense voice passive voice present perfect tense Ah, oh, shit all right so <laughs> images that have been taken so uh, if they're on top if they have all their content you know in order then you can just give them a checklist otherwise you're gonna have to give them a questionnaire like what sentence can you uh what is your mission statement or what what is one paragraph that can explain what is one sentence that explains what you do as a company how, give in one paragraph describe how you are different from other companies that kind of stuff right questionnaires help questionnaires uh can really work in in some cases especially if the client really has no idea like some clients they're they they do what they do well like if their job is uh whatever i don't know what's a what's a job that they can have like a gardener if they are a gardener they are good at gardening but they might not be good at writing content for a website so all you need is just to get what they're thinking their general idea through a questionnaire and then what you can do is you can offer to edit it all right so we'll, we'll go to the next question you can offer to hire a copywriter if you are good at copywriting yourself maybe you can do it otherwise actually get a fucking professional to do it all right just you know just get a proper professional to do it and uh or if they provide the content themselves a lot of it then you know you, you might have to edit it and you can add the fee into the edit okay Th and that will go into um, editing content or whatever because you're gonna have to uh, optimize the images anyways you're gonna have to optimize the text and that is pretty much editing the copy so that all goes into the fees that you that should have been you know part of your proposal if not now you know next time <laughs> add the fees so if they have almost nothing what you can do is you can just ask them for all the brochures they've had or uh any any marketing materials that they've had or just sit down and just talk to them interview them get a questionnaire like i said and just record it all and start typing it out and see what you can get copywriters can do that for you if the, if you have absolutely nothing then get the stuff throw it out give it over to the copywriter and they'll they'll whip something up uh, or just get all that stuff and you can put it together see how that goes right um and another thing that you can do another good idea that i think you can do is especially in the in how in the images part aspect 
it's important to explain what kind of images you want and surprisingly a lot of dumbass clients want to put up really dumbass photos <laughs> I'm not I'm not kidding fucking dumb pieces of shit clients want to put up dumb pieces of shit photos that are like taken from a potato camera and it just looks like shit and they're like so adamant that that should be the image that the clients see first like they want that fucking piece of shit image from 1995 you know that was taken from so yeah a fucking piece of shit photo they want that as a hero image and it's only like what 640 pixels across something like that and the, the thing is they feel that that image represents them the best and they're so happy with that and there are a few ways around that <laughs> a few ways around it um a if it's so bad what you can do is you can actually make it a little small smaller and just uh keep it in a box and on the side like uh, a column you know like a half column and just put it in there or or you can tell them to fuck off and just get you a proper photo or show them what kind of photo you want. And if they feel that that looks really nice, then they might actually change their mind. Uh, but if they're still fucking stupid, then whatever, that photo is gonna be there. But just explain, it's gonna look like shit anyways. Uh, yeah, let's just hope that doesn't happen. Um, so a lot of times just it's it, explaining to them that what exactly what kind of image you want is really important. and. Um, once you start talking to them about the vision of the new website, then you know they sort of get into the, uh, the 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 groove of thinking, oh, we need a photo for this, we need a photo for that, we need this guy, and then we need that guy doing this, and then we need a photo of that. Like if you are um, a, a timber company, then it's good to have photos of all the types of timber, the colors and all the grains and all that. So they, they're like, oh, we need photos of this and photos of that. And then they start going off and then they're so happy. They're so, so really, really excited to go get all those photos. So it'll be like a beautiful website, the beautifulest website ever, you know? Now, that could become a problem because once they start doing that, they will find their own photographer and booking that photographer and getting those photos will most likely take a very long time and or or they might not want to pay a photographer so we'll talk about both of those but a lot of times if a company if they really do want their photos and they they have the means to do that they will um try to try to get a photo and they'll, they'll try to book it themselves. What, what I think is the best way to do it is actually offer to organize a photographer for them. And that actually keeps everything under your control, under your schedule. And uh, you can actually even control the look and feel of the photos as opposed to having them hire their niece or nephew who just bought their DSLR uh, D, 2025 34 60 with a bundle lens you know so just crappy lens with 
you know, f5.6 crappy shit lens <laughs> and just take a photo of, you know, someone's foot and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of times. And oh, with the oh, have you, have you seen those people with their cameras, with their DSLRs, and then they're like, <laughs> I used to take photography as I used to uh, have a hobby. Uh, oh, you know what? All right. I, I'll, I'll get back on track, all right? I'll get back to the photographer part. I'll get back to the crappy photographer part. But I just need to explain. I just need, I just need to get this out of the way. I, I was actually recording a whole tutorial on using Divi 4, uh, putting, making an archive page with uh, advanced custom fields. And it didn't fucking work. I recorded for an hour and this fucking, fucking thing just... Oh, the theme builder didn't work the way I intended. It was really slow when I was recording, so I had to wait. And this fucking app called Create, which was supposed to, like I used this once and it was supposed, and I liked it because it could record from the webcam and get a screenshot. So I thought it was really great. So I can put those two together in one video. But this fucking thing just doesn't work reliably. It is a piece of shit. I'm so so not happy with that purchase. Like, fuck you. Fucking update soon or quickly enough to keep up with all the errors. Like, oh, fucking shit. Anyways, I'm so not happy with any of that. So I, I don't know. I'm going to probably find a proper way of doing it. Just getting it done properly. I don't know. Might have to end up doing using a Final Cut or whatever. Anyways, back to the photographer thing. I used to... So that's why I... That's why I'm a little tired. So if I if if my enunciation is not as good and I just curse too much, then that's it's because of those two uh, soft pieces of software, Divi and uh, Create. Create is a, such a crappy program. I'm just not happy with that. Anyways, um, so yeah, I used to I used to have photography as a hobby. I used to take photos. I used to go around doing a lot of that. I had a photo portfolio and all that. Um, one of my photos was um, featured on TV once as well, so I wasn't shabby shitty, but I didn't I don't I didn't consider myself good. I could just play around with Lightroom and all that. But one thing that I would always laugh at now using regular bundle lenses for cameras like eighteen fifty five mil with f three point five to five point six, those are fine. I mean, beginners are gonna use that. It's, yeah, you can use that. That's fine. It's, it's going to be a problem when it's a little dark uh, or it's going to be a problem, you know, when there's a lot of uh, light contrast. But the thing that just always cracks me up when I see someone take photos is uh, they, 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 they come in with a fucking bundle lens and they're like, oh, fucking camera. And then they're all just posing. And then what they do is they try to take a photo. And as soon as they just press the shutter, the flash in the front you know in the middle of the thing where it has the name of the, the company like nikon or, or canon there's a flash that's folded down on top of it that just pops up and then it just goes off and the photo looks like shit it's flat and shit because the built-in flash is not going to bounce off anything you know and it's not going to diffuse either 
It's just it just comes up, just fucks up the photo, and then just you're like, oh look at that, and you push it back down. The next photo, it just pops up, fucks up the photo, and like you know, it's just. And then they go home and they're like, oh, I need to learn more about photography. No shit. Just fucking learn what exposure is, you know? Anyways, um, so getting back to photography, sometimes that kind of shit happens. People who just really don't know what they're doing just take photos and you come up with really crappy photos. And it's just going to be the same, you know? You might as well use an iPhone 11 or iPhone 10X. The, we we skip the nine, right? iPhone eight or seven or whatever. Sometimes even iPhones take better photos than crappy DSLRs or crappy DSLR owners. That is, so it's it's good if you have a photographer or if you're okay with photography, just add just a little bit of money on top and just offer to take the photos yourself. Now that's very tricky. If you want to take actual good uh, product photos, you got to be at least you know passable so that's 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 the most dangerous option but find no get get someone that you trust a photographer that you trust and go with at least some sort of industry rates for that guy or person a lady or person for that for them <laughs> i don't care about pronouns i just meant human all right so anyway so just just get the photography sorted out you know it, it really helps uh, otherwise, they're just gonna disappear for months trying to get the photography done, and then you know, so it it really sucks if that happens, and you just get the deposit, and you're like, now what, you know? And yeah, so um, now that we went over the stuff that you probably should do, just to recap, just try to give them a questionnaire if they have no idea, give them a checklist if they've got some content they are, that they already have, so they can organize it better. Uh, you might need a copywriter to actually take care of everything. Uh, also ask them for a lot of their brochures and marketing materials uh, and try to explain that you might have to edit, leave that in the fees just a little bit just to you know uh, help you be happy while you're editing and make sure you clarify what images you want. Uh, don't be afraid to tell them that you can you might use stock photos. There are a lot of good stock photos so, uh, don't be afraid to tell them that you can use that. And also, you know, if they don't have the right photos or if they have very specific photos that you need, then offer to organize a photographer for them as opposed to them doing it themselves. Okay. All right. Let's go to the stuff that you should not do. And this list came from me making this mistake. And I would like it if you guys, the listeners, uh, not make this mistake. And you know what? Like I've I've gotten quite a bit of feedback from people. Um, it seems it seems it seems that um, you get really used to uh, my my kind of language. And if you later when you watch my regular tutorials, then you're like, ah, oh, this guy is just holding back. You know, he's holding back. He wants to say this shit, but he can't. <laughs> yeah, anyways. So uh, there are quite a, quite, a, quite a few of you. That's good. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And um, just just let your friends know. And, uh, and also, like I said, this is pretty much a whole course. So tell your friends if they're interested in starting uh, this work or interested in getting into this work, just... Uh, suggest this podcast to them and they'll they'll sort of come along 
right? Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's better than paying for a stupid course where they don't know what they're doing. All right, so things that you should probably not do. One, don't leave it up to them to take care of it. Do not do that. Don't leave it up to them. Oh man, I have made this mistake before. I have made this mistake before. So what happens is, what I mean by that is if you leave it up to them fully and they promise you that they're gonna get something back to you, the next thing is do not wait for them to come back to you. You actually need to have a schedule and you make your own schedule depending on what your other production schedule is and then you tell them, I would like it by what's a certain date and have that date be at least a few days or a week before what you wanted because once they send it back, you might have to look over it, it might be a piece of shit, so you're gonna have to send it back or you have to tell them you need to edit, you know? Um, and also, uh, another thing is, oh, so if, if you ask them sometimes, all right, so just, just to be fair and just to be nice to those assholes is, <laughs> I was debating what to say. I was going to say either dumbasses or assholes or dickheads, but you know, cause those are all, uh, endearing terms. So, um, because I guess to be fair to them, uh, they know their job well, which is why uh, they can be very, I guess, pithy in how they ex describe their business, you know? Or they might be a little too general because they haven't written content before, you know? So, and I've even seen some fuckheads write it down on a piece of paper with the Sharpie and just hand it to you. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Just pull out a piece of paper from the printer and they're like, all right, so what do you want me to write down? I'm like, what? What the fuck are you? And so I tell them like, just an introduction to your business and like, just start writing and then just like, you know, scrawling on it and you end up with, a sentence and a half and they just hand it to you and because it's written in Sharpie you turn around and just seep through on the other side like what the fuck and they're like there you go your content like fuck you what the hell this what you know so that kind of shit has happened to me seriously that kind of shit has happened to me and so yeah you sometimes that happens you so you cannot leave it up to them you really need to explain a guide give them a guideline like you know, what you want, how many words, all that kind of shit, all right? However, if you say, I want this in like, let's say for example, 200 words or whatever, then they're like, oh, all right, I'll get back to you or whatever, or they can be like, can you give me a template and all that kind of stuff. Now, another thing that I think you should not be offering is don't offer uh, a lorem ipsum right? Placeholder text. Now what happens here is what I mean by this is I've seen, I, I've actually, I've seen people do this. I've done this because it can happen when you're talking to clients, but try really hard not to do this. What it is, is, um, because they don't have their content yet. Some of them say, if you show me a proof with placeholder text, I'll fill that in. 
Just leave the placeholder text there. I'll fill that in later. It's easy to change the text, right? And finger guns and all that shit, right? They can fucking fuck the fuck off because once they start adding stuff, it's going to get longer, all right? Because what happens is they see the amount of content. Let's say, for example, it is uh, 150 words and they start writing sentences and sentences are like, what, 30, 40 words and they're like, at first, well, at first, it's going to be really short. They're like, oh, da, 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 and it's just like one 15 word sentence and they're like, oh, this is too short. got to fill it up. So they start stretching it out and once it starts stretching out, it becomes like two, three paragraph and like three, 400 word essay and now your layout's not going to work. So if you if you give them because it's it's one of the things that when you make proofs especially with dynamic content if you make proof then it's something that you need to prepare for and you don't know how long or how short a content be, can become so you need to it, the best way is to actually get the content settled before you put it inside the proof because if you know how long something is, then you can make the right adjustments. So don't provide lorem ipsum for them to fill in later. Try to get that from them. So a good way to do that is, like I said, a guideline questionnaire checklist or at least a template. I don't like templates because you're just doing the work and then all they do is just fill in one word and you're like, fuck, you know? So, you know, so that kind of stuff happens. So. Uh, it's it's really important. Just ask them a lot of questions, and like I said, just hire a copywriter or or just take all their stuff, marketing material, and then tell them you're going to edit that and then add that into your proposal. You know, um, because placeholder text doesn't work well. Okay. Now another thing, and this is another really important thing, is don't get bullied into making their content. Of course not, because you know you shouldn't get bullied. Nobody likes bullies. I hate bullies. You, sh you probably hate bullies too, right? So, because bullies can fuck off. Um, now, the thing with um, getting bullied into doing their content, it, it, it does happen though. It does happen really easily because they're like, oh, just, you know, it's, this is what we do. Just, you know, just, just write something for me and then I'll change it and then, you know, we'll make it fit. Like, no, that's not how it works. You give me your content and I will change it so it works because your content sucks. I will not even have anything to write about you because I am not you or your business. I have a lot of stuff to write about my business. I have nothing to write about your business. You give me the stuff. I will edit it so I can make it fit the design, right? Or I can make it better so it will get better leads, that kind of stuff. You don't make them content unless you know you don't get bullied into making content if they commission content creation through either edit editing or copywriting that's good because they're actually uh, going through a, a proper professionally paid uh, method but if you if they're just like oh you know like just do it and I'll I'll, I'll help and I'll fix it you know, that's not gonna work that really does not work and that's how you end up with shitty content that really doesn't, you know, have any purpose. So yeah, don't get bullied into actually doing the stuff for them because it's, it's not going to work out properly. 
Yeah? All right, cool. Um, there's one more thing that I was going to say. Uh, oh, yeah, so if you take all of that shit together and put it into one fucking piece of shit client, here's a story. <laughs> here's a story. You, 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 yeah, like, yeah, here's a story. I have a story. I have a lot of stories. Oh yeah, before before we go into that insto- into that story, here's another story. Some clients actually do this. Oh yeah, just copy from my website. Yeah, fuck you. You copy it from your website, you give it to me. Don't fucking tell me to copy from your website because I don't know what you think is good. You copy from your website. And I've actually had people refer me to a website that actually had copy paste prevention on it. So I had to go into the inspector and copy out the HTML and then run that HTML in the browser and then copy from that. What the fuck? Fuck the fuck off. You know, like there are so many shitty, dumb fuck clients out there, you know? Oh man. So, and like if what, like and when I asked for content, I've had that same fucking client because they couldn't copy paste their shit. They sent me a screenshot. What, you want me to type that shit? No. No, go into your editor and then copy it, paste it into a document and then send it to me. Don't send me a fucking screenshot. You, you're the admin. You go in the back end and you copy off from the regular text. The fuck? There are so many shitty, clueless clients there, man. Anyways, so back to the story. Like that's not even, that's not even the worst. You know, that's, that's just a dumb client. Um, this client was dumb, lazy, uh, I guess lazy counts for a lot, but fucking dumb as shit and fucking lazy. And what happened was, um, I was just really like, I, I had to push for schedules and I had to push for feedback. It was, it, it took a lot of effort on my part and it, this this web project it was supposed to be an e-commerce website um, it didn't finish I I it, it just didn't work out and both sides just uh, the client side and me we just both abandoned it well what happened was uh, we got everything up to the point where <laughs> where I actually had fucking lorem ipsum placeholder text on a proof because they would not get back to me with uh, their content. So I actually had that and I even had that proof approved and we had three or four meetings of me making them checklists of content and I asked for the exact type of images that I needed. They said that they would get it. We actually tried to get a photographer. They didn't want to pay for a photographer so they found a way to get it, get the photos somehow and so they they ended up saying that they will get the photos and after I kept on pushing for it, they said that they got the photos. I gave them a USB thumb drive. They did not give me back their USB thumb drive, my USB thumb drive. And I asked, I gave them a folder for them to upload to. The folder is still empty. Nothing happened, nothing happened. They said, I asked them for text content. They said they will type it this weekend next weekend, tomorrow, uh, I have some time tomorrow, next weekend, this weekend, we're too busy, end of the month, I'll get back to you. None of that shit worked. Nothing, nothing worked. So this project 
just kept on being pushed back and back. Just never got anywhere beyond me using stock photos and lorem ipsum to make a proof. And they even approved that proof and everything, everything, like all the look and feel, all the design, the, the branding, it was all done. None of that, none of that worked on, and I even made print material. They never printed any of that, nothing, fucking nothing. And a few, half a year went by and then just all went to shit. And then later, they, I guess they hired someone else and they got a new fucking website. So fuck them. Fuck them. Fucking, I just, fuck, they, they just made me so angry. So yeah, suffice to say, I've been through all of this. I've, <laughs> I, I know how painful and how frustrating it is to get content from them, which is why now I've changed my ways. <laughs> Those motherfuckers, they can fuck the fuck off, motherfucking fuck. Fucking shit. All right, so yeah, just to recap, <laughs> don't leave it up to them. Uh, don't get bullied into making their own content. Don't use lorem ipsum and don't wait for them to come back to you because um, some shitty clients will never be able to do that. Uh, get a questionnaire, give them a checklist. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and actually being able to tell the difference between a shitty client and a good client, now I can tell. I'm a lot better at telling. A long time ago, I was not that good and I just wanted all kinds of work. I wanted to just take it, you know, take the job. But now I'm just like, no. I've, I've, I've quoted like insane amounts before and they're like, because <laughs> these fuckers were like, they, they wanted something so specific. I'm gonna actually talk about uh, WooCommerce in a, in, a, in a few episodes in the future. Like I think two, three episodes in the future, we can, I mean, two, three episodes together in the future, some other time, um, I might talk about WooCommerce, but uh, I've had this this client come to me uh, for a quote, and the brief and in the brief it was so specific what they wanted. It was just a really really cool brainstorming session from them, and so I quoted. I quoted. I could do it, so I quoted um, what I thought would be. A pretty cheap price although I wanted to quote more I thought what I thought was a pretty cheap price which was about five times what they were expecting because I asked them what what kind of quotes have you gotten and they said we went to this guy and that guy and they said this amount and I said well that's not gonna cut it because they don't know what they're doing and from what you got from what you heard from them it's, I'm, it's very clear that they don't know what they're doing so uh, I know I do know what I do what I'm doing and I can do this for you so I'll get you I'll get you a quote and it was like five times the price because <laughs> I didn't want that I didn't want that I didn't want that job but I did didn't want to seem like I couldn't do it and I didn't want a price match either so I just told them to fuck off with a price I actually wanted to quote about ten times that but I just gave them five times and that still scared them off anyways uh, so getting content is really important from the client getting content from the clients is really important uh, I hope this fucking 40 minutes, 40 minutes. Of course, you know, I probably talked about sta uh, Wayne Static, Static X for about five minutes in the beginning, but 30 something minutes, wow. Uh, 40 minute uh, uh, talk 
helped you in any way. Uh, and now we're gonna go into news and articles. There's a lot of cool stuff there. So let's, I'll see you there, news and articles. Welcome back to news and articles. First one is something that I thought would never happen. It is amazing. What is it? It is actually Visual Composer, which is also known as WP Bakery. It's a long story. I might get into that. Probably not. Just really quickly later on. But Visual Composer is a very, 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 very robust, worldwidely used uh, page builder. And it had problems with Theme Forest over the over the branding and they changed to WP Bakery, but they still kept the Visual Composer name and that is now on WordPress.org. So that means it is free. It is in the WordPress repo, plugin repo, and it is fucking free, which is awesome. I was very impressed because, you know, so I, I, I do understand that because um, Elementor is actually getting into and taking up a piece of the pie away from Visual Composer because before Elementor started doing that, Visual Composer was the page builder on ThemeForest. All right, so it was pretty much uh, Avada, uh, Enfold, X, and then the other themes, the rest of the themes, the, the, the thousands, hundreds of thousands of the other themes were all Visual Composer. That's it, pretty much. Um, oh yeah, Flatsum, yeah. So Avada had its own page builder, uh, Enfold, and you know, those guys had, Enfold had um, whatever fucking shit page builder. Uh, X has Cornerstone and whatever the fuck has whatever. And the rest of the, all the themes use Visual Composer. So it was a very, very prominent page builder. Uh, but then Elementor started taking up a huge piece of the pie because it was free. The free version was free. That's why it's called a free version. Uh, the premium version uh, is not free, That's which is why it's the <laughs> But yeah, Visual Composer decided, I think, probably because of that, uh, to offer it for free. And they do have uh, a pro tier, right? So I was very happy to see that because Visual Composer used to be, and you can hear that I'm saying used to be, used to be uh, a very reliable plugin uh, page builder that I would actually recommend, especially when it's used vanilla without any other add-ons or anything. You can, it's actually a really good page builder to lay things out. Um, I checked it out and it's now front end only. So I just deleted it. I don't use front end only page builders. So that's why I don't use uh, Elementor. I used to use Vis Visual Builder because I used to be okay with Visual Builder because Visual Composer because um, it had a backend builder, but now it's just front end only. So fuck off. I don't use it. Um, why? It's a long story, so it's I won't get into it. But it's because the backend has everything that I need, and I have no need for the front end builder. And also, if it's supposed to be rendering everything in real time and then editing everything in real time, it does cause problems with the stuff that I want to add in there. And I do have to make PHP templates, so I just, I'm just explaining the whole thing. I won't. All right, so um, Visual Composer is a front-end builder. It's actually 
bit better and more stable than Elementor. So if you are looking for a free alternative to Divi, or if you're actually looking for a free page builder, try out Visual Composer. It is a very good, it was a very good visual builder. Uh, sorry, it was a very good page builder. Now it is a good visual builder. Uh, also, site origin page builder is good, but we can get into that later. All right, next. This is from uxdesign.cc. I don't even know what .cc means. I don't know, cubic centimeter? <laughs> All right, so, no, sorry. So this is an article that, from Danny Sapio, and I hope I'm saying that right. It's really good because it's the 10 mistakes that he made starting out as a UI designer. Now, why is that? Why is UI important? It's because, you know, all that stuff translates into web design as well. And I won't go over all of them, but some some of the tips, some of the, some of the mistakes that he made that he's talking about that he shouldn't make in the future that he learned from, I guess. Uh, some of them that stood out is not organizing my design files. Organizing your design files is important. It's very good to have a good structure to your files and agency, good agencies have that. And it's, you know, if you're working on your own and it doesn't happen that easily. So yeah, uh, I'll talk about that sometime, but it's, it's really good to have at least a comprehensive file structure or file naming system for at least yourself, you know. Uh, another one that he mentioned is ADA compliance. Of course, it's good to have uh, accessibility, especially after Domino's Pizza got fucked over. And this is what I was gonna talk about, not breaking my designs. Now, the thing is, like I said, if, you have dynamic content, it's almost not guaranteed at all how it's gonna look like, which is why what I was talking about when I was talking about not using lorem ipsum uh, for content, you know? Well, you can use it for your own content, your own layouts, but making that and then trying to have the client fill that in is not gonna work well. Anyways, so if you have like a long blog title and Clients use very, very long blog titles. Have you noticed that? They have very long titles. So if you designed for two lines, for example, for your title, clients are gonna end up adding, like making it four lines or something. I, I've seen that happen so many times. And it just breaks everything. It breaks a layout. It, the layout in your proof looked nice and well aligned, but then they start adding their own stupid shit and it just breaks. So you actually, your design needs to, your design proofs and your designs should actually um, prepare for that. So that's one thing that, that's another thing that this guy uh, learned to, to prepare for and, and you know, build for. Hierarchy is important. So he, he does the squint test. If you take off your glasses and squint and look at the, page and see which elements stand out easily and which don't. That's visual hierarchy. So that kind of stuff. And the other stuff, you go ahead and read. So it's a really good article about um, some mistakes that he've learned, he's learned uh, in the past and and I think it's it's really well done, well, well written. 
well well written. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, let's see what else we got. We got creative block. Now creative block is written in uh, Web 2.0 speak, which means you know like block with B L O Q creative block Q. Sorry. Uh, it's seven logos by famous designers and why they work. And they're very good, very memorable logos. And it's, it's really interesting to read them. Uh, one thing that I liked, the only thing that I'm going to comment on in this because I want you to read the rest, is um, the Chupa Chups logo was designed by Salvador Dali. Did you know that? It was designed by Salvador Dali. Whoa! Now that you know that, if you look at the P, the descender on the P, it has this little uh, mustache-like quality to it, like swoosh to it. Yeah, that there you go. That's Dolly's mustache. No, it has nothing to do with his mustache, but uh, it was designed by him and the logo because the Chupa Chups owner, I guess, knew Salvador Dolly and. Uh, Dolly made a sketch out of logo for him in a few minutes. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? Cool. So, and the other stuff, they talk about Nike and they talk about Windows. Oh, I got to talk about Windows because I hate Windows. <laughs> so, uh, this graphic designer, Paula Scher, Paula Scher, yeah. Uh, in 2012, if you look, if you think about Windows XP and Windows Vista and 3, 3 point whatever, 95, you know, think about the Win Microsoft Windows logos, right? And in 2012, Cher, it's not, it's not, you know, the singer Cher, but Paula Cher, okay? So she, during the Windows 8 logo design process, she asked the question, hey, your name is Windows. Why are you a flag? What? Mind blown. Think about it. Windows used to be this wavy flag. Why is it a fucking flag? Why is it a flag? Why the fuck is Windows a flag? That's why they changed it all of a sudden to a window. What? Think about it. Yeah, so this was like, when I read this, I was like, what? What? All right, so yeah, I thought that was really cool. Anyway, so they, they talk about the IBM logo by Paul Rand and bell logo and all that kind of stuff so check it out it's pretty cool it's it's worth a read it's worth checking out yeah all right so now we can go into resources i got some resources for y'all cool And we are back to resources. That was my clap. I don't clap. Well, I did clap, but I don't clap loudly. <laughs> it has nothing to do with this. Uh, so yeah, let's. we're back into resources. So the first one is called Dubsado. I don't know how to, I don't know if that's how you say it. Dubsado, Dubsado, Dubsado. I don't know, Dubsado. Dubsado makes sense. I don't know. I should probably check out their YouTube channel or something and see how they pronounce it because these, these startup company names are just impossible to pronounce. Um, so 
Dubsado was actually uh, recommended by Kate Britton. I mentioned Kate before. She's a, like I said, she's a very good designer friend of mine and she uses Dubsado as, because Dubsado is a client management system. It's a client management system. And you pay like, what, 35 US dollars a month and you get pretty much everything you need to talk to clients and to manage clients. And it really does seem like it's worth the money. So I'm gonna actually later on have Kate on the phone for an interview because she has a lot of other cool stuff to share. Uh, she has her own uh, way of growing the business and she, she's in her own niche and it's, yeah, it's, it's she's uh, she has a lot of interesting stuff to to share with us. So one of the things that she's gonna probably mention that I will ask to ask for her to mention is Dubsado. And check it out, look through the page, uh, and they will explain, you know, a, that how their client management system works. And it's really worth having a look at. And I might actually pull the trigger on that as well. Uh, because everything that you might need to send a client, links, emails, invoices, payment systems, of course, included in the invoice, all that kind of stuff, Dubsado takes care of, which is really cool. So I think that's worth worth a look. So check that out. And we will actually talk more about that in a future episode when we uh, when I interview Kate. Britton, I, I know how to pronounce her last name, so I just keep saying it. <laughs> all right, next is icons8.com. Eight is in a number. Eight, so it's i c o n s eight dot com i c o n s number eight dot com i yeah so you, you get the idea right so what this is is if you go here you can actually see a bunch of icons surprisingly that animate what they animate it's so cool they actually move so if you hover they will move. And it's really cool. It's, 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 I think it's a really cool way of using these icons. So it's really worth a look. If you check them out, you'll find something, I'm pretty sure you'll find something that you like. And it shows you exactly how to, how to take that and how to use it. So you click on it and I'll show you how to use it. It has a JSON file that you can use and all that kind of stuff. So it's really cool. Check it out. It's, it, it yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> All right, next, freshfolk.com, fresh-folk.com. Um, I usually don't, I'm pretty sure that they wanted, I don't know, let me see. They might, a lot of, all right, let's see. Fresh Folk without the hyphen sends you to, I don't know, it's still thinking. All right, so fresh-folk.com. Folk as in F-O-L-K. Yeah, folk. Uh, so yeah, freshfolk.com with a hyphen is an illustration library of people and objects. So what it does is that it has a bunch of um, characters that have a range of poses, outfits, and skin tones. And you can mix match them and make your own scene. You have a lot of objects 
and you can just put them together, you can make your own scene. So it's, it, you, can, you can use them for stuff like uh, hero sections or, or, you know, like describing a section or just describing a journey. Uh, so, you know, on a lead page or whatever, you know what? Freshfolk.com without the hyphen is not doing anything. I'm just going to turn it off. So I don't know. I guess, I guess they wanted that hyphen there anyways. So it's, it's, it's actually pretty, it looks pretty cool. And I think it, it, it will be, I, I should download that. It looks cool. So you can probably just make your own, uh, illustration scenes so those kind of illustrations it sort of looks like an isometric illustration not necessarily isometric it's flat it's flat with um vector vector style illustration i guess it's not isometric it's a vector flat vector with some texture in it and it looks nice and soft and modern chic so have a look you might actually find something that you like all right cool so we kept this within an hour i think that's good so that is all the content. We talked about a lot of stuff. I hope some of that helped. And there's a lot of really good news and articles and resources for you to check out. And of course, that song from Wayne Static. Yeah. All right. I will see you in the next episode. And in that episode, of course, because it is, um, what, number step four in step four in the web design process, we're going to talk about making proofs. All right, cool. I will see you there. All right, take care. Bye-bye.